So welcome to another episode of the 21CB thing. My name is Tara Palata and I'm joined by... Damasara. Yes, fantastic. So... So third episode. Third episode. What's what's the plan, Tara Palata? The plan. Well, it's your plan. It's my plan. Your plan (laughs) is to read little quotes and then talk about them. Exactly. And so your initial plan was (laughs) that we both had a theme (laughs) where we find quotes... And then talk about them. But I misunderstood you as to mean we just find quotes. So I've got random quotes and you've got quotes about meditation. Yeah, but, but that's but fine. Doesn't matter. No, 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 I have other quotes as yeah, well. That's it's fine. all say it's Just quotes about Buddhism, Buddhism, about what what does it mean to live a Buddhist, yeah, lead a Buddhist lifestyle. In the 21st century. That's what this podcast is about. That's if what you haven't, this is about. If you haven't figured that that's out yet. That's what all this is about, <laughs> isn't it? That's what all of this is about. Okay. Well, yeah. Tower Power Time. Mm-hmm. Your first quote. My first quote. What is it about? Whom is it by? Mm, Okay. Well, my first quote is by Sangharachita, who is the founder of this order and movement, the Tree Ratna order and movement. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. So I'm going to read something Mm -hmm. um, from a little book of aphorisms called Peace is a Fire. Mm. Yeah. And it's from the section on arts. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Very good. Mm-hmm. So we like the arts, don't we? We do like the arts. The myth of Perseus and Medusa. He could cut off her head only by looking at it not directly, which would have petrified him, but indirectly, at the reflection in his shield. Similarly, we cannot confront reality, especially our own psychic reality, directly. It would kill us. Art, etc., is the medium. So I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming most people know that myth mm. of Perseus and Medusa. It's a Greek myth where you mm. have Medusa. She's amazing. She has head, <laughs> heads full of snakes, isn't she? And she every when she looks at somebody, she turns them to stone. Yeah. 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 So the myth is Perseus turns up with his sword and his shield, and he has to cut her head off, but uh, he has to look at her through his shield indirectly. Mm. So, Bhante Sangharachita is saying it's similar mm-hmm. with the nature of reality. Mm-hmm. So, if we looked at the nature of reality, it would kill us, which Ooh. is why art is the medium uh-huh. to look through into the nature of reality. It's like our shield, our reflection yeah. of reality yeah. that we indirectly look at and then we come closer towards reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. true, isn't it? Because art is. It's There's good. something about art being a kind of window into into meaning or something. I don't know. Mm. I, I haven't quite figured it out in my head yet, but it's, you know, sometimes we try to understand art as an expression of our emotions or something. And mm. maybe it is, but mm. I think sort of classical art is kind of, is trying to highlight reality in a, in a way. Mm. It's trying to make us more uh, receptive to, to reality or something. Mm. I don't know if you just kind of look at, Religious art, for example, is yes. trying to say, well, look, this is, it is as if mm. there's, I don't know, angels are as if mm. men had wings, <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> it's not literally how an angel looks like, mm. but it's like, if you imagine that you're coming quite close to that experience mm. of, mm. of divinity or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But that's quite interesting, isn't it? That mm. this whole business of not being able to look at reality directly, mm. that you need a, uh, 
I mean, you'd assume that you'd want to look at it directly, which we do, don't we? I mean, that's the whole point of Buddhism. Mm. We want to get to the stage mm. where we can uh, look, experience reality directly. But that's not always possible. It reminds me, I had a friend of mine who I was living with in a community years ago, and he started doing this lucid dreaming mm. stuff, yeah? Mm. Mm. And... Uh, he met a Buddha in his dream, yeah, and he said, oh, yeah. And he said, apparently, he went up to this Buddha in his dream and said, uh, show me the nature of reality, yeah, which is a big oh, ask. Wow. Yeah. And he just woke up screaming. <laughs> I can so, imagine. Yeah, yeah he, didn't, he didn't look at it indirectly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that um, in many religions, you have that. If you kind of, I mean, we would call it reality, I guess, another you know, and like in Christianity, you would have, like, if you look at God directly, um, mm. even have it, you know, talking about Greek myths, you mm. know, they, they have that view that if you would see a God in its pure form, you mm. would, you wouldn't, you would be capable of, mm. uh, uh, um, of bearing that, like you would die. So, mm. so, so I think Zeus has killed a few people by just appearing in his natural form. Mm. Um, so they always come closer to mm. looking a bit more human so that they can communicate to other other human beings so there seems to be something mm. um going on with like yeah are you yeah you, as if your mind isn't isn't ready to take it yet and i think it's similar in buddhist practice mm. isn't it like mm. we we have different stages we go through mm. uh to prepare the mind to actually be able to mm. to kind of um mm. get into some sort of contact with yeah. something transcendental i heard that recently mm. with this well, two things. One, a very strong sense that actually I do need, um, well, in Buddhism, what's been translated into insight. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I do need insight. Mm. It's not good enough just to be in good states of mind because uh, when those when your conditions change, then uh, your whole world changes. But it's said, isn't it, that with is insight or wisdom uh, from a Buddhist perspective, um, I wouldn't say you're invulnerable. Are you invulnerable? I don't know. Is that mm. the wrong word? You're... Mm, well, it doesn't. Something like it won't that. destroy yeah. you. It won't. Yeah, it won't yeah. You, you're, uh, you're above it, beyond it. Yeah, you're not. But then pushed away by it. Yeah. yeah. Then immediately after that, I thought, well, actually, I've. Uh, in order to have that insight, you can't just drop. You can't just have it. You can't grab insight mm. and kind of make it happen, can you? Mm. As much as you'd like to do all the classic Buddhist reflections, you know, mm. everything's impermanent, mm. insubstantial, blah blah blah. Actually, unless your mind unless the soil is prepared, it's not, ah, it just does, it just bounces off. So I thought, oh, I need to do a lot of stuff. My creaky chair. I need <laughs> to do a lot of stuff. I need to prepare the soil. Just as a follow-up though, uh, would you like to tell the story of your dream that you had with the Buddha? Mm, that was great. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will say that. So I had Because it's related to that, yeah, isn't it? it is. Like of like yeah. because you had that insight in That's the true. dream already. Yeah. I did, yeah. And that was recent, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was having this dream and I was probably somewhere in London and I was with some this gang, right? And this guy stole my jacket. Yeah. So I was really annoyed. <laughs> so I was running after this guy to get my jacket back and I ended up in this really dodgy place trying to find this guy. Uh well, there's a few of them. And then I suddenly realized I was dreaming. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, wow, this is a lucid dream. Yeah. What should I do? Uh, and then I remembered uh, Sangharachita's advice about uh, looking for a, well, yeah, looking for a Buddha and getting a teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I walked along and then there was a hole in the floor. Yeah. And I saw this little wooden Buddha. And I mm -hmm. thought, hmm, well, that's a start. Mm. Yeah. So I went down uh, into the hole. Actually, yeah, before that, mm. I did think to myself, though, this, oh, yeah, the key point to this, which yeah. is why you asked me, yeah. <laughs> before, <laughs> before I went into the hole, uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to go and find a Buddha. And I said, no, don't go and look for a Buddha. Look for a, uh, what's it called, a deva, yeah, in Buddhism, like a, a god or goddess, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A friendly, benevolent. like an angel or something. Yeah, like yeah, an angel, friendly, like yeah. benevolent spirit. Because I, yeah. I instinctively felt in that dream, I'm not capable of talking to, a, I'm not capable <laughs> of talking to a Buddha. <laughs> and it would just destroy me and it wouldn't, it's too much for me mm. right now. I just need a lovely, a nice presence in my life, yeah. So <laughs> I need a nice, friendly little presence that's going to be nice to me and be love me and all this, and it's going to be fun, yeah, it's going to be nice. Anyway, so I saw this little wooden Buddha, and I thought, and I went down there, and it was really lovely, actually. Uh, so I looked at this little wooden Buddha, and it just turned its head slowly to the left, and just started talking to me and held its arms out to wow. me. I was like, ah... Oh. Yeah, and uh, it was so kind. It was just pure love, but it was, mm. it was fantastic. There's a whole rest of the dream which I won't go into because mm -hmm. it's well, it's probably too personal mm -hmm. and not in an exciting way, but just boring. Mm. But just this, but and then I after when I after that dream, what was quite interesting was, I thought, oh, actually, that 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 little wooden Buddha, it wasn't, it didn't have all the bells and whistles, and it wasn't like. Oh, Buddha time, you know, like yeah, yeah, this yeah, massive yeah. Buddha coming out of mm. the sky and here's mm. the real deal. It's kind of what we're expecting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was like this little wooden Buddha. And it was only after the dream where I thought, oh, no, that kind of was a Buddha because I felt, I've almost felt like crying in the dream. It was so beautiful, mm. so much, yeah. um, so much love, just pure love yeah, 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 and yeah. kindness yeah, and yeah. even fearlessness. And yeah. I thought, that's interesting that I asked to meet um, uh uh, a friendly benevolent spirit you could mm. say rather than a buddha and ended up meeting something more like a buddha mm. you know mm. so that indirect yeah maybe it relates it's the indirect mm. i didn't want to see reality itself i just wanted a nice mm. friendly presence to look after me a bit yeah and ended up with this beautiful yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, contact yeah yeah mm. that reminds me of um i think i've mentioned it here on this podcast already that well, my main um, uh, motivation to get into Buddhism was actually the the ritual, not the you know the the, huh. the more religious side of it. And hmm. um, you know, we have briefly talked about it, but we have uh, there are practices like visualization practices in Buddhism, hmm. and we and you know we as order members we do them every day hmm. um, to revisualize a figure. But I, I remember I was so keen on that oh. that I would sort of go Buddha hunting, yeah, uh, oh. in meditation. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> and like on on retreat, for example, and oh. you know, when I wasn't sure which figure to to take, I'd be yeah. like, okay, I need to have a vision now, and I need. To, I would kind of really try to make it happen. Mm. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And mm. I remember on on a long retreat, I think it, I think yeah, I think it was actually my ordination retreat where I got ordained. Um, mm. I had this, I, I just had this habit of trying to even unconsciously hunt for the Buddha, you know, hunt mm. for, you know, be like, okay, I want to see you. I want to see, mm. I want to mm. see the, the figure. Mm. And, um, I can't quite remember what I did, but I remember having this, this experience of just meditating and doing my visualization practice mm. and trying to be really open and receptive to whatever, uh, comes up. But then I felt this, uh, 
force coming into my consciousness from mm. outside mm. this is how, this is how i felt like i didn't yeah. know i had no idea what happened, what was actually happening yeah. but sort of from i located it from sort of below left i don't mm. know here it sort of came in mm. and mm. at at the time the only word i had for it was ancient falls mm. that's how it felt like mm. a sort of really ancient falls mm. and i was so scared and i was mm. like okay no you shouldn't try to hunt for Oof. reality because it was really scary and it mm. wasn't a dream it was yeah. my meditation yeah. just sitting on a cushion yeah. um and uh well at first you're like ah oh, great i'm having an experience yeah. you know like you're, you're happy but then it's actually really terrifying yeah, yeah. and then you're like ah, oh, yeah yeah sure why was i so naive to think mm. i could just reach out for mm. something so profound and mm. so i don't even know whether it was a, a buddha or not or nothing it mm. could even be you know because you're kind of in that mindset of hunting it could even mm. have been a, 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 a non-benevolent force you know yeah. you never know what you're yeah, kind of yeah, inviting yeah. Mm. when you're trying to look at reality mm -hmm. so um yeah kind of, that really taught me a lesson that mm -hmm. i needed to so now i just do preparation a lot and just mm. body awareness and <laughs> because that that that's that's how you how you need to prepare your mind if you want to yeah. if you want to look out for these oh that's curious yeah yeah so why w um so why not look at reality directly then what is what is what 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 might we encounter then I mean, these are just words, obviously, yeah. and uh, you know, the Dharma, the uh, Dharma in the highest sense is in yeah. enlightenment. Well, which is a knowledge, direct knowledge of reality. Yeah, uh, is in you can't put it into words. Yeah. There's an actual special Sanskrit word which I've forgotten, which means is it not a talk of uh, whatever it is anyway? Forget it. I don't know. <laughs> but you, you can't put it into words, obviously, no. because yeah. you're yeah, 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 yeah. polarizing this, this uh, and that yeah, yeah, and duality yeah, yeah. and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at the same time uh at the same time what exactly would we see that would destroy us mm -hmm. as we currently are unprepared uh wandering around through the world mm. yeah. well i think i think uh well first of all I, i just think that it's so beyond our current way of thinking and mm. so beyond um Mm, our current uh way our mind is structured so i think mm. you kind of need to need to prepare prepare your mind well mm. um, if you're doing these so-called inside practices vipassana practices uh we're trying to look at reality um but yeah what, what is it but i think i think I, i think you can only talk in metaphor here yeah, yeah and like you know what is so beautiful like sometimes beauty is described mm. as something that's oh uh, yeah actually terrifying mm, um mm, mm. i think uh, there's this um uh famous japanese figure uh, yukio mishima uh, he was a filmmaker but also no was he a filmmaker he's definitely an author but also a slightly controversial figure yeah and he said beauty is that which um what was it that overpowers overwhelms and destroys or something Oof. um wow. he had quite a sort of like he he was very into aesthetics and beauty mm. but in very kind of strong mm um beauty like very um almost morbid kind of mm. uh terrifying beauty uh so he had a sort of mm. vision for real i mean he committed suicide after he okay um <laughs> after he well he he did a whole in, like uh staged 
um, how do you call it? Like he was he was taking over. I think some ministry of oh my Lord, of war yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think it was in the 70s. Was he like dressed in red with these gold buttons? I think he white, might have. White, yeah, yeah, yeah. White, yeah. White, yeah. White he he kind of sort of staged a, mm. a takeover. Oh, that's him. And then he committed suicide on the balcony. And there was a whole st for him. It was an act of art. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, he said that he 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 also wrote novels and stuff. And yeah. I think even plays or something but i can't yeah. remember but yeah he was very into that but huh. he was yeah he was i think he did have a mm. i think he, he i think he's a good example of someone who had a deep vision of beauty and yeah. reality yeah but did not have the integration and uh. what we would call positive emotion to kind yeah, of yeah. hold hold the reality of mm. um mm. well of of yeah of beauty i think it, mm. it destroyed him <laughs> because wow. he was searching looking out for it that's wild yeah yeah that's wild Yeah, so I think there's something to that—the powerful force of beauty. Yeah. Well, But, it, yeah, mm, it's an important, you know. Funny enough, talking about it, I, I think that's quite good actually. This whole um, almost terrifying nature of beauty um, being—you could maybe because the, what, did, what did they say? Like shubha, this word shubha. Ah, shubha. Yeah, yeah is is said to be, or you know, um, well, it's part of reality, isn't it? Mm. Um, What am I saying? What, what I was going to say, in a way, was it's quite good to have that in mind, this sense of beauty uh, being terrifying, mm. because I think it also changes the way we relate to the Buddha himself and mm. also even mm. all the other figures in the mm. Mahayana. They're not just, um, they're not comfy, cozy figures, are they? You, you see mm. them. Mm. And uh, I mean, just speaking personally, any time that I've had a sense, uh, however, uh, uh, whether it's a glimpse of a glimpse of a glimpse, as they mm. say, mm of um a buddha or even just what you might call an angel in in, mm. in in a way there's been some kind of i wouldn't say ferocity but there's some power mm. and uh force mm. that isn't just um slightly contradicts what i was saying before about this little buddha <laughs> uh being just pure love mm. and that's an aspect isn't it but also an aspect yeah one has you know there's this sense isn't there like with uh well even with something beautiful that yeah. if it's truly beautiful yeah, it will yeah, be yeah. Whoa, it will really yeah Uh, like with reality, it will show you something that, uh, like you were saying, your mind. You, we're just, um, we're just normally not in this world. No. We're on a kind of utilitarian, structured. Yeah. You're not aware of what lurks in the depths as well. Yeah, and then yeah. you see it, and it's like mm. a monster. It can mm. be maybe monstrous. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. reality. Woof. I think you can only appreciate real beauty if you have an idea of what your mind is capable of in the in the mm. negative. You know. I think you can only appreciate real art and real beauty if you're mm. actually if you're actually aware of the heights and lows of human existence mm. and mm. and yourself. I think that's one of the problems that we have if we are kind of numbed down all the time by input mm. and by mm. just sort of normal mundane images. Because then, yeah. if you're just running after excitement, well, obviously a painting won't. Yeah strike us as very exciting you know i i mean even though i love classical music mm. uh i would get bored by it really easily because mm. i didn't allow myself to actually mm. try to listen to to the actual meaning and to mm. the actual message of it mm -hmm. but i think once you're actually starting to get to know the riches of your mind mm. both in the depths and in the heights yeah. then you will um yeah you'll appreciate beauty more art more yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. also get more sense of oh yeah yeah, yeah mm. there's something being communicated on a different level here yeah. 
that is so intrinsic to human existence. Um, it's to do with honesty then as well, isn't honesty, it? Honesty, authenticity. You, yeah, because in a way, like reality is is honesty as well, mm. isn't it? You, it's a di something more direct. Mm. And if you're honest with yourself, uh, then you'll come across parts of yourself that are frankly monstrous. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, which is, I've, we were talking about this last time, I can't remember, but all mm. the mytho mythological side of things is really important, isn't it? To have stories that... Mm. Uh, depersonalize it in a way it's not just mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. you're not inherently evil because you have kind of no yeah. evil yeah, fantasy yeah, yeah. i've got my little story you know it's it's, it's <laughs> like a it's like a bigger bigger picture how did i know i was going to tell this little story that's weird <laughs> yeah but anyway no i was just thinking but you know when on my first uh, long meditation retreat well long two weeks long it was long for me. it's long enough long enough <laughs> yeah long enough um And it was just meditation. My friend uh, Paramananda invited me and I thought, oh, okay, so I went along and it was going swimmingly for mm -hmm. about seven days. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, now I'm in the bliss and mm. all the stuff. And then the one, one sit, uh, it was in the morning, there was this woman in front of me. Uh, okay. And then there was a guy <laughs> next to me and I was just perfectly minding my own business. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. just meditating. All of a sudden, I just got this insane urge and obviously wasn't going to act on it. I just wanted to jump on her and <laughs> wow. her brains out. Yeah. Know, basically. Um, it was wild. It was really intense. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I turned to the guy, I had the guy next to me and all of a sudden I had these like, uh, like monkey teeth. Yeah. Like, and I was just ripping, literally ripping his face off in my, yeah. with my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it so freaked me out. I mm. thought I was a psychopath. Mm -hmm. I really did. Yeah. It mm. was like, I thought there's something really wrong with me mm, yeah, mm. and I need to some therapy or something. Mm, and mm. so I went into, it was in a Buddha field retreat. It was in these tents. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Wild anyway. It was, the surroundings but it was great. Okay. So they, but so I went into Paramananda's tent. I had a meditation interview and I said to him, yeah, like in my mind, I was just, geez, I told him all the stuff that was going on and he was great. He was just like, eh, it's just called being a bloke in it. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a psychopath. Yeah. No, not more than anyone else is. Not more than anyone else, hopefully. <laughs> I, mean, I am a psychopath, but everyone is. Yeah, yeah, that, mm. that's interesting. I mean, what you, the, the kind of emotions you can encounter on a retreat mm. are amazing. I've, mm. I've never encountered that, those, you know, those mm. strong emotions on a retreat. Energy. Energy, like, mm. but in, in all directions. It could be, it mm. could manifest in mm. very mm. self-critical, self-doubt. Mm. It's so strong on retreat. Mm. But also, like you say, intense craving, intense, mm. or even just love for someone. And, just, yeah. and then uh, we've kind of termed it retreat love. Like you're like <laughs> super in love with someone. And yeah. then after the retreat is over, you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, why, why was happen, I into that it? You just person? get obsessed with somebody. You're just it's like, like oh, oh, it's the one. And, oh. It's the one. And you're yeah. just like, I don't know, flowing. Mm. And it's like retreat love. And, and retreat love. It's like soulmates and mm. whatnot. And mm. then after the retreat, you're like, meh. Yeah, sad. Enough. It's just another person. Yeah. But then also, mm. the, there's interesting, isn't it? Like you say, it goes in all directions because that's the whole thing about being on a retreat. You get all the, all the difficult stuff. But then also, you find yourself sometimes bowing to the shrine not feeling like a fraud oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. feel like you're actually bowing and it's like the whole of you's bowing you're like wow this is amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're making an offering and you like you really believe you're really yeah, yeah, in yeah. it and it's yeah. happening and you're meditating and it's really like, you don't feel like a fraud yeah so but even if it. you feel but even if you feel like a fraud. uh <laughs> yeah even if you feel like I'm so full of hatred I'm yeah. so full of craving but that's okay and right? then you and then you still bow and then yeah. you're still like 
actually there's a connection there because yeah. you're like why yeah. am i like can't, can't you please help me yeah yeah but there's a yeah. connection then because mm. there's there's all of you's available yeah yeah it's not just like this little oh i need to be a good person mm. bit at the top which is uh yeah all the, all the all the other stuff is m makes me bad it's like it's vibrancy isn't it you've got access to all of it whether it's this like savage Oh, monkey or mm. it's some angelic thing it's mm. if it feels amazing doesn't mm. it yeah yeah and then you can do any like you say then it's still integrated because even if you feel full of hatred and you just yeah. want to smash this guy's head and you like lit some annoying guy is breathing <laughs> too loud next yeah. to you in the shrine room yeah, or something yeah. even that it's still in a context and you can somehow it can get transformed in yeah. the in the uh just by having all of these sides of you available to yourself on that note yeah 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 around craving yeah. and hatred tell us speak it what speak it <laughs> come speak on the word speak preach. the word preach brother preach <laughs> tell us about craving it's i had a because i was in like um some interreligious stuff recently mm. uh zoom oh, yeah, another zoom meeting that. good well and um mm. we, uh, we had been talking about creation yeah about mm. like how the world was created mm. and so many of the what religions that were present <laughs> Uh, uh, well, obviously they kind of believe in that some sort of God or mm. divinity kind mm. of formed the earth and created, mm. created the world. Yeah. Mm. And created human beings. Mm. And I always had to say, well, no, sorry, we can't like, this is not our common ground here. Mm. This is like Buddhism. Mm. So I was kind of thinking, thinking, okay, what does Buddhism say about that? And, yeah. um, well, I mean, in a sense, the Buddha does say, well, just don't, don't bother about it. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. how the world was created yeah. but then in a different from a different angle mm. maybe a bit more metaphorical but mm. that's something that interests me is mm. that the vision of creation in Buddhism mm. now this is, is a warning warning moment this is a warning moment <laughs> everyone like, needs to sit down buckle up calm down yeah calm down right. sit down oh God, for that. what are you going to say now? the world is created oh by, by ignorance me. craving and hatred This is what Buddhism says. This is at the beginning of the cycle. <laughs> so this is quite great. It's a very terrible thing to say, Dharma, sorry, what you just said. <laughs> But this is the Buddhist... Ruin my Friday. Is, <laughs> But this is... I find that so fascinating. Yeah. That, that this is the view of Buddhism. Yeah. That because, because what it means, yeah, what it means is that in yeah. craving and hatred yeah. is a lot of energy. Mm. And, okay. and, and so it's our kind of, it's our force for life. Mm. And uh, if that energy would be released into mm. something more like enlightenment, ah. well, what kind of worlds could we create with that? Oh, yeah, good. what kind of Buddha lands could we create with that? Mm. That's kind of so. That's why I find that interesting. Oh, interesting. But it, it gets us away from this yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. from this whole um, mm. view of like, oh, everything's already perfect, yeah, and there's yeah. someone watching over us. That's yeah. not the Buddhist vision. No. The Buddhist vision is actually no. <laughs> Um, yeah. not quite like there's no God that created all of this and <laughs> it's kind of ignorant. supposed to be perfect but why is there a lot of mm. war now mm. no, the Buddhist vision says none of the world as we see it is created mm. by ignorance mm. and out of ignorance comes hatred and craving um, yeah sorry that's Buddhism um, <laughs> <laughs> what can you do hashtag sorry not sorry yeah. um, mm. but but what that means is well mm see see how that how those forces mm. uh powerful as they are can create mm. something like that mm. how much more could could be created if 
Mm-hmm. If the mind that is at the root of that mm. is actually one of of love of mm. of wisdom, mm. you know, uh, mm. uh, that's the whole point. That's one yeah. thing that I found. I found. I mean, not on a cosmic level, but on a personal level. One thing mm. that I always found uh, really attractive about Buddhism mm. was that whole thing, which I said. Oh, I said it then, and I say it now. But you know, this whole thing of uh, yeah, you, you, all you, all of you is involved. Mm. All the demonic stuff nothing gets left out all the craving the hatred yeah you just uh it's all there and you transform it Mm, mm. transforming ignorance into wisdom Mm. yeah it's alchemical Mm. Mm. but you've got your energy then yeah yeah i think that's the thing although unfortunately this is very judgmental i'm very sorry about this in advance but um (laughs) when you look at a lot of buddhists it doesn't seem to be the case but you know they've got their energy and like they they, (laughs) kind of (laughs) <laughs> they're really like um not gray yeah mm-hmm. there's a kind of uh all of you's all of you's um what's the word <clears throat> present that'll do yeah um, yeah good shall we move on to my let's quote? move on your quote we are, yeah we're at the end of my quote probably one quote each yeah good maybe well uh well mine was about meditation yeah wasn't it? because you were doing the <laughs> you were doing it correctly and i was doing it incorrectly um Actually, I might choose a different. No, let me just read out this you one. You choose, yeah, yeah. brother. It's your um, turn. It actually, it actually fits it quite well yeah. now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Come so, on. so let me Let's have it. let me um, let me read it out. So it's mm. actually three verses. Yeah, right. it's from the Dhammapada. Yeah, uh, one of the sort of older texts, mm. not the oldest, but um, mm. so it, it's from the chapter the mind, the mind, the mind. Okay, the mind. As a Fletcher straightens the arrow. So the man of understanding makes straight the trembling, unsteady mind, which is difficult to guard and difficult to restrain. As a fish thrashes from side to side when taken from one abode to another and cast on dry land, so the mind throbs and vibrates with the strain as it abandons the domain of Mara. The mind is frivolous and difficult to control, alighting on whatever it pleases. It is good to tame the mind. A tamed mind brings happiness. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that's fantastic. I like that. <laughs> it fits in quite well now. It's like, that's yeah. what we're trying to do. I mean, I mean wow. we were supposed to talk about meditation, but yeah. I think meditation um, um, is so central in Buddhism because, mm. because, it, because the Buddhist vision is that the mind is central. Yeah, yeah the mind, our mental states are yeah. central. So this is why we talk about craving and about hatred a lot, but also about happiness. Yeah. Those are all mental states. Yeah. Um, the mind is a power as well, isn't it? So the, mm. the mind in Buddhism is the central agent, as mm. it were, yeah. uh, uh, or at mm. least a very powerful one. Mm. Um, so what I just love here about is like these three kind of stages of, well, you kind of need to, uh, what does it say? Well, you, you, yeah, as the Fletcher straightens the arrow, so the man of understanding makes straight the trembling, unsteady mind. Mm. That's about preparation, isn't it? You prepare, yeah. yeah, which is difficult to guard and difficult to restrain. Mm. We've just talked about that, mm. yeah. <laughs> and then the second one I really love is like, uh, the, the fish one, yeah, as a fish mm. threshes from side to side when taken mm. from one abode to another mm. and cast on dry land, so the mind throbs and vibrates with a strain as it abandons the domain of Mara. Oof. So Mara is obviously the personification of, well, hatred and evil and ignorance. Yeah. So the domain of Mara is obviously the, the well, the unenlightened mind, really, isn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. So when I read the first 
verses of this one, like it's a fish. Da, da, da. I thought it meant just how the mind is usual mm. in its usual form. But what it's saying is that mm. it's actually quite painful to get out of yeah. your habits. Yeah, yeah, what it yeah. means is like breaking out of habits Hard work. and that needs discipline and the mm. mind doesn't, you know, initially doesn't want that. They're an interesting gonna, trio though, aren't mm. they? Because the first verse, like you were saying, or the first section that you were reading about uh, um, a Fletcher, like, well, mm. this whole business of straightening an arrow. Uh, yeah, you could say that, yeah, that's like the discipline, isn't it? And it's like the... Uh, yeah, the training, you're training your mind in a certain way to, to be steady and to be calm and whatever. But actually to get out of, uh, in, a, in a bigger picture, to get out of this, mm. out of our habits and our delusion, is the, as an image is fantastic, isn't it? It's fish mm. thrashing around on the yeah. beach. And frankly, uh, if you practice the Dharma Buddhism for any length of time, you will definitely get periods where you feel like a fish thrashing around on a beach yeah <laughs> yeah, Flipped, yeah it's wild yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly enough I think we were talking mm. about this before the podcast as well you know there's little mo actually the dream funny the dream that you ah. were talking about earlier that had an effect on me yeah. where uh, I don't want to blow it may turn it into something too big actually but oh dear I'm doing it now so. no 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 but anyway <laughs> it had an effect on me that really destabilized me I think mm. yeah mm. And I don't think it's a bad thing because anytime I've had, uh, in fact, I trust it because anytime I've had anything generally uh, of a nature of, of a higher beauty or reality, whatever you want to call it, it's led from a period of stabilization, mm. you know, stabilizing the mind, like straightening the arrow, however you want to stabilizing to a period of destabilization. Mm. Uh, I mean, you could, sometimes people talk about, we, well, we talk about spiritual death, don't we? Mm -hmm. And spiritual rebirth. That's quite an extreme mm. uh, word to mm. use. And I was thinking, well, what's a, what's a, maybe what's a, um, what's a, a, not a softer word, but something a little bit more day to day sometimes mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it can be. And it, for me, it is about destabilization. Mm -hmm. I get, okay. I get a certain field of stability. I'm yeah. meditating, yeah. you know, body like mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really, I'm a Buddhist yeah. now and I can feel, I'm feeling good. Mm. And then you get something, mm. something happens because of that and because of practice and whatnot. And, um, and then it kind of knocks you because all the ground is gone, mm. you know, so you're thrashing. Around. I like to read that image is super powerful, but if you're going to practice Buddhism, you need to take images like that on actually, because you will, you've got to know what you're signing yeah. up for here. You're not just signing up for a nice <laughs> no. time. Do you know what I mean? Thr yeah. A fish thrashing around. Yeah on the beach that doesn't sound so fun no i don't want that that's your mind yeah, yeah. yeah because i mean the interesting because i mean what we're trying to do is obviously uh you know we talk about the ego a lot and you mm. know about like well as you say destabilizing it's like you don't have to bother like sometimes people are so bothered about um oh, how do i get inside how can i get rid of my ego da, yeah, da, da. Right. don't worry about that mm. it's going to happen anyway mm. like if you're just following through if mm. you're just meditating and kind mm. of facing yourself mm -hmm. you know coming back to the directly facing yeah um it will happen huh it'll you know some i guess sometimes people do need a bit of a push in a direction or something but i think generally if you're mm, mm, if mm. you are with people who are really practicing mm. if you if you just do your practices mm, mm. uh well, study is good for that steadily study steadily 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 studying study steadily maybe that's a new word Stead, steadily studying is steadily yeah so if you're doing some steadily yeah then, then, <laughs> could be uh, an app couldn't it yeah, yeah. steadily but I was thinking, no, like you were saying, because 
sometimes it's not even necessary to do quote unquote insight practices mm. if you're really living a certain life and you're meditating and you're really enjoying your meditation yeah mm. even as bliss wow great yeah then you study and you read well what did the buddha say about all this and it's point place in it naturally your mind will have some kind of clarity and depth yeah and color and energy and then you you reading the dharma yeah it has an effect yeah you don't need necessarily even to do anything. You just practice in that way. That no. is insight. Reading yeah, what the yeah. Buddha has to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Studying, reflecting yeah, upon precise. it, talking about it. You yeah, know. and um, yeah, you don't need to look out for destabilization too much. I, I don't think. No. I think it just kind of it just knocks you off. It would just prematurely. Happen. There's not much you can do. It about knocks it, it knocks oh, you off yeah. prematurely because life happens yeah. to you anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like people die. People, you know, you yeah. will lose stuff and. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's good to to keep. I mean, there's the other extreme of people just kind of going into um, dream mode every yeah. time they meditate and not really yeah. facing anything. Yeah, well, that's not Buddhism, that's not, is it? Yeah, that's also not not yeah. the right approach. Like, yeah. it's good to have the edge present there mm. uh, uh, in meditation. But I think it's mm. to do with the intensity as well, isn't it? If you, if if you're really yeah. Regardless of what practice you're doing, almost that's why all these kind of disputes between Buddhists are laughable. I think because at the end of the day, it's like. Uh, regardless of which practice you're doing mm. actually if you're doing it with intensity mm. something's going to happen yeah, yeah. Uh, something quite uh, important profound will happen regardless of what practice you're doing yeah exactly you know yeah yeah, yeah. they're all kind of inter no, not interchangeable that's mm. not quite right but mm. you know but also i like that image uh you know of the of the fish mm. not just for like meditation but for the sort of the spiritual life in general it's like yeah. when you um I really, I really noticed that when I when I uh, figured out that I'm Buddhist, mm. <laughs> my second coming out, so to speak, <laughs> was very great. Um, mm. But you start to, uh, you, you, and I know that from some people who are here, like who also, uh, you know, uh, who are quite new or kind of getting more into Buddhism, mm. you, you feel like you're moving away from a certain identity you've oh. had, uh, and of a certain idea of how your life should look like. Yeah. yeah. And all of, and it feels like you're just kind of raw all the time. You just feel like you're super sensitive. Totally. You haven't fully sort of taken on the faith or the, yeah. you know, the, the, the well, your, what we call the going for refuge isn't kind of that strong enough yet. Yeah. But you've already started to kind of say, well, actually, mm. the kind of securities I have been looking out for in my life mm. uh, aren't, aren't really what I want to, mm. I don't know, what, yeah, where I want to put my life in, like my mm. job or my You know, it's still good to do those things, but kind of your identification mm -hmm. with certain things starts see, to yeah. starts to drop. Yeah, and I you're mean, kind the, of seeing mm. more of what life could be like. You know, more life of creativity, of mm. kind of, of 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 well, of religion, really. Mm. Yeah. I think the the like this good point, really. The the fish thrashing on the beach isn't. Uh, yeah, it's not just to do with meditation, is it? It is to do with your whole your whole life and your 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 personality as well, your career, the mm. whole thing. You, I mean, speaking personally, it's been a If you you could you could use that term. It's been a mm. I don't know about flip flop, but it's been a kind of thrashing about. <laughs> From one minute it's yeah. like yeah I'm Buddhist I'm doing. Next minute it's like I can't practice Buddhism. I'm yeah, useless. who am I to who think? Who am I to think I'm a Buddhist? I'm a Buddhist like I forget Jesus. about it. So then I'll just Literally. plunge myself back into some other kind of life, uh, and then it's like well this is empty. I can't do this, mm. and I'm back on the Buddhism. Yeah. In a way, it's this whole business of getting yourself together, isn't it? It probably just takes time. If the if it's still going on, then it just it just eventually there's a sort of synthesis, isn't mm, there? Mm. But then what's interesting is there is there was a really a, a good friend of mine. I was talking 
uh, about this Tim years ago and a good friend he said um, there's a really good quote from Sangharachita which was uh, beware of premature synthesis mm. yeah mm-hmm. so you don't just try and make it all nice straight away mm-hmm. and say oh well I'm a Buddhist I meditate mm-hmm. but I'm also doing this and that's fine and it's all working and I'm one unified person it's more like ah, okay. the struggle will come it's like art yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it it's like this bloody podcast we've done yeah. two takes of this wanting to jump off a bridge somewhere and now we're it's like, right now it's, we're sort of talking normally yep, yep. like humans it's fine <laughs> yeah but it's like I'm not going to equate this to art, but no. Okay, forget that. Let's just erase, <laughs> edit that bit out. But we won't. But anyway, high class art, very high, high class brow, art, very high brow. But it's like art, isn't it? Any creative endeavor, yeah. Um, there's a struggle, and you can't for you can't get past that. Um, you can't just wish it wasn't there. Hmm. And it's the same with Buddhism. You can't just wish that it's not going to be difficult and confusing. And one minute you feel like you're a Buddhist, and next minute you feel like you're a joke. Uh, it's going to happen. It's just—it's all part of it, isn't it? Mm. Mm. That thrashing is well. If it's in the Dhammapada, and that's what the Buddha's saying, you need to take it seriously. Yeah, and it happens again and again. I mean, I just—I mm. just, mm. I just mm. said, well, it's happened. Uh, it happened for me when I was kind of first when I came into Buddhism. Like, uh, well, first I had the, you know when I was new to Buddhism, I had this identity of oh, I'm going to become like a scientist or something. I was studying mm. biology, and then mm. kind of slowly figuring out actually you no know, this is completely deluded I, I really don't i'm really not interested in it actually oh. but the the um idea that i should i'm supposed to be doing this oh. was much bigger than well what, how i actually felt about it you know yeah. and then um mm, mm. uh so so that was kind of a struggle but also you know growing up in a non-religious environment mm. um you know, then to kind of take on a more religious identity, I suppose. Mm. It was quite painful as well to sort of say, oh, yeah, it's I know quite that. something these it's days, quite something. isn't it? I mean, yeah. unless, especially, I mean, in any walk of life, because if you've got a previous religion already, yeah, then that's a problem, suddenly mm. becoming a Buddhist. But also, if you grow up in a kind of um, secular, um, I don't know how you call it, consumerist, mm-hmm. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to sound clever, but yeah, so, so yeah. whatever this <laughs> culture is we live in, I don't even know what it is. Postmodern yeah. people call it, I don't know what it means, but. I have no idea what anyway. right <laughs> Something Sorry. like that. Post something. Post apocalypse. No, that's, post, that's post the future. Modern. Modern. But yeah, <laughs> so if you, if you kind of grow up in that environment, to suddenly start um, mm. wanting to identify yeah. Yeah. as a religious person, mm-hmm. not that I would say that i do that but you know at the same time you do you get ordained you get a name mm. you know it's like yeah now if you, you have to stand for something you stand for you something and that changes the environment i mean yeah. on that note i remember when i was just after i was ordained yeah yeah it's quite a thing getting used to a new name yeah you get given a, a completely different name sanskrit name yeah it's pretty spooky it's weird and i was i was in this uh, marketplace in norwich yeah. yeah which is in england yeah uh with a friend, Padma Sagwa, yeah? yeah, and we just we got a day together, yeah, and we went to this. Jeez, oh, anyway, we went to this. Um, no, tell us the story. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we went to this kind of vegan. There was some new vegan diner place that just opened. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. in the marketplace, and so I thought, oh, why not? Yeah, back from ordination, and then I ordered whatever it was. I don't know, some sausage or something. Oh, anyway, and she says, "What's your name?" Oh yeah, and I was just like. Tara Parlata. She <laughs> yeah. looked at me like, what? <laughs> and I said, uh, Tara Parlata? And she's like, whatever. She shook her head and like wrote my name down, yeah? Yeah. And then, oh, no. <laughs> and then Padmasagra came up. And she's like, all right, they love what you want. And he said, oh, I'll just have the thing, yeah. And she said, okay, what's your name? And he said, 
Padmasago and she said, oh, come on, what's going on? What are you doing? And I just walked off. I was yeah, so embarrassed. Yeah. But he's super that. solid. He was cool. He just like burst out laughing. He said, yeah, we're Buddhists, blah, blah, blah. He was quite solid. He just owned yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. With I didn't yeah. own it. I left. And then she yeah. was fine, obviously. But I was like, my Lord, it's like every time I get a coffee now, I just make up a name. Do you really? Yeah, straight up. If someone says, oh, what's your name? I go, I was in London. John. Yeah. I was with Maitre Bandu, I think. I was in London. And <laughs> the, the woman that's said... mad. Yeah, yeah. The woman said, um, she said, um, I said, yeah, flat white and whatever it was. And she said, what's your name? And I went, uh, John. <laughs> and Maitre Bandu looked at me and she looked at me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That's and he was fine. He was like, yeah, yeah. I think Prime and Bandy's got different names as well. <laughs> John. John or something. I mean, I just make up names, man. Oh, dear. No, Not that, brave enough sometimes. I can't remember if anything like that happened to me, but... Mm. Mm, yeah, but just sort of, sort of, sort of to get used to that and mm. then be like, uh, yeah, yeah, well, kind of, well, then you have to explain yourself and you have to kind of talk about, you know, yeah, yeah. what you are. It's quite a big deal you these stand days. For the, you, you stand, stand for, for a whole world religion mm. all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, what I meant was, yeah, you, you I mean, those f- flapping around kind of yeah. feelings There's come up. They come, <laughs> they come again and again. Exactly. But they are, I think they are a sign of progress, actually. And mm. it definitely happened with me in my ordination as well. I think like the, mm. the week before the ordination itself, I just, I was in such a terrible mood and I, mm. I really thought I could not be ordained at all. Like oh, what why? were they thinking? Why? I don't know. Well, I, I guess it's just, I'm just prone to sort of self-critical thoughts. Mm. Um, mm. But I, I just had these, well, the funniest story mm. was, uh, 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 I had this, so, so a friend of mine, he gave me as a present, a sort of, like a like a monk bag like you know in india oh, they yeah. have these monk bags <laughs> yeah. and uh, and he was like oh yeah yeah you spent yeah. four months there in the mountains what do the Spain. monk bags look like can you explain to people what they look like uh, i mean very simple yeah. kind of shoulder bags right. made out of cloth right, right. But, but it was blue and our robes are blue as well yeah. so it fit nicely with the nice. with the robe and he gave yeah. it to me and was mm. like oh you can why don't you take it with you? And yeah. I was like, okay, great. And then I think last minute I decided not to take it with me uh-huh. on the journey because I was like, I, I'm just, I never wear a bag on a retreat. Yeah. Why would I need a, why would I need a bag on a retreat? Um, mm. Because I had my little rucksack anyway for like long walks or stuff. And mm. it's actually not quite handy for a long walk. Mm. So I didn't bring it, immediately re- regretted it. And then I saw my Trebandu who had a monk bag. <laughs> uh, and... Mm. And then from then I was over. I had I woke up in the middle of the night mm. thinking I need to go home because I didn't bring my monk Jesus. bag. I was like I can't I cannot be here. This yeah. is not the right moment. It's not everything. Nothing is perfect. It needs to be perfect. I need to have wow. my monk bag. Yeah. I can't be stop stop everything, guys. Yeah. <laughs> stop everything. God. I need to go home. I need to get out there next year. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. But so only I think only a day later I realized that was actually pretty irrational. Um, yeah. But in the moment, you think, mm. yeah, like, your mind actually shows mm. you things, and you think, yeah, this is truth now. This is, mm. this is, it can't be, can't be anywhere else. Um, that's very interesting, isn't it? Because you get, like, uh, you, you, we often think, you know, we've come up with this rational idea, but it's like this, you, you get a kind of almost a force, like a, a positive or negative energy, yeah. to call it that, a bit vague maybe. And then this idea attaches to it, and you just start mm. making up stories about it, but you get this strong surge of something. And then you get, and then it gets kind of, you get a little story for it and a little uh, rationalization around mm. it. But then, especially when you're on a retreat like that, you get these wild oh, yeah. sort of energies surging through you. Yeah, yeah. And like, 
I can't remember. I'm sure I had all sorts of things that Gucci Low come in. Well, I did actually. And then other things. Yeah. And then I forgot. I, I wasn't sure. Did I Did I give the 20 euro to a friend of mine? And then I was like, yeah, I think yeah. I didn't. I yeah. need to go home now immediately. It was at the morning of my ordination. I was like, I, I, I remembered. <laughs> I forgot to give her the 20 euro. Yeah. I need to go back immediately. Um, Jesus. I can't be ordained. That's serious fish flapping on the beach business. That's a very serious, clear example of fish flapping fish on the flapping. beach. Yeah. But it's good because I kind of, after I was through that mm. and after I could kind of, I gathered myself and was like, no, 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 okay, this is just your mind mm. turning around. And this is just, you know, every time, every time something significant changes in your life and something opens up, it's about reality, isn't it? Mm. Like, because ordination in a way is kind of reality coming a bit closer to you mm. in a way. Um, not to sound grand, but there's a moment of like, yeah, like a flash of reality. Um, your mind is just like, ah, signing out. Ah, I can't, I can't handle this. You know, yeah. I can't look at this directly. So yeah, it just yeah, comes yeah. up with all sorts of excuses that it doesn't have to look at it. Well, maybe I'll, I'll do my fish flapping story next week or something. But I had the same <laughs> thing at ordination. It was <laughs> insane, man. Yeah, we need to make a podcast around ordination stories. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be. You could actually come up with some could stuff. Actually, from, from other people's as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's wild. I mean, because it's one of those moments where you actually have to stand for something. Mm. Like, as we said, the name, you know, yeah. we get a we get a, we get get a a case. And we're not wearing that all the time, uh, like the little rope thing. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's just sort of, yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a big deal these days, I think, to, mm -hmm. to actually say, no, 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 I do, I am a religious person. I'm doing that full time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is. There's pressure not to. Yeah. It's not. It's not a fashionable thing. That's for no, sure. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no, it's quite. I think in a way it relates a bit to the, um, you know, the story of the Buddha's uh, life story. You know, this whole thing of like, uh, what right do you have to get ordained in a way? Who are you? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, who, yeah. who are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the same thing at all. But in, in terms of an, in an initiation or even, uh, even calling yourself a Buddhist, actually, mm. yeah. I mean. Some people call themselves Buddhists pretty easily, but actually being called, it's like, well, who are you? Hmm. So you do, you have to kind of own something, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you have to live up to it in a way, yeah. What time are we on? We are, yeah, we can have another yeah. little story. Another quote? Another quote, yeah, come oh, on. Let's have another quote. Have another quote. See. One to finish off on. One to finish on. Let's, I'll try and make it a good one. Um... Mm, that's all right. All right. Well, let's try this one. Mm -hmm. You can only lead a simple life if you remember what life is really for. The purpose of simplicity is not to let the business of living get in the way of the things that are of importance. Shall I read that again? Mm -hmm. You can only lead a simple life if you remember what life is really for. The purpose of simplicity is not to let the business of living get in the way of the things that are of importance. That reminds me of that other quote. <laughs> you read one now. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, right. Of uh, that I mentioned to you yeah. recently ah, yeah. of that other Japanese author. Yes, what was that? That was uh, Aktagawa Rinosuke. He's Fantastic. a Japanese author. Yeah. Um, what did he say? He said something along the lines, I don't have the direct quote, but um, he said, he, apparently, um, he said something like, well, life itself is boring, mm. but 
you have to the goal of life is to sort of reinterpret it you know just like ah. a piece of wood itself is boring but yeah. in order to make it a beautiful piece of art you have mm. to kind of craft it and you have mm. to reinvent it and reinterpret what yes. wood means mm. so in the same way you have to kind of because life itself is a bit well mm. life on its own is just a bit useless isn't it i mean yes it's just a bit well you can do anything with it mm. like it's so open that you mm. could just sit there and just kind of eat and sleep and have sex and, mm. and that's kind of it like your basic mm. urges are being kind of met yeah but then yeah is that particularly holy thing i'm not yeah. sure but well, even intro what i was curious yeah. when you told me that the other week i found that a really inspiring quote mm. um because everyone's different and people have mm. different uh resonances say with different words but yeah. I, for example i've never really resonated with this whole business of meaning mm. yeah when people say oh no there is meaning in life uh you know fulfill your potential blah blah uh, for me it does nothing but um in a way if i hear something like well life isn't particularly interesting unless you make it really interesting and for me that just rings true I'm yeah. like, in a way that's what i'm doing it's i feel like with my life it's like yeah, you can play as many computer games as you want and you can drink and you do anything you want, it's fine. But for me, it's just like, is this it? You know, yeah, yeah. Is this, it's this sad. it? Yeah. I, and then on the other side, I do, I think on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a lived experience, you can make it interesting. Your friendships can become interesting. You talk about interesting things. Meditation's interesting. So, mm. Oh, this is actually, I'm shaping my life in mm. a way that's like an adventure now. It's sort of open-ended. Mm. Uh, that's all I really ask for, really, mm. uh, which is a tall, tall order in this world. Mm. But I'm lucky yeah. enough to, <laughs> you know, to, to do that. But I think, um, yeah, just the way it's phrased, I found really helpful. Like, actually, yeah, because you get this feeling sometimes. It's like it's not particularly interesting. No, I'm just sitting here, mildly, slightly negative on mood. its own. It's a bit, yeah. Well, just having a cup of tea, looking okay. out the window. It's like so. Uh, what? Yeah, what is that? Could actually be possibly worse. Yeah, yeah. In Could other be worse. Parts, parts yeah. of the world, you of know, course. like you're lucky, but yeah, yeah. But still, but what do you do with that kind of freedom? What do you do mm. with that? Um, well, I'm hesitant to call it privilege, but what do you do with that kind of? Yeah, that you're not that you actually have time on on your hand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to make life interesting. Yeah, yeah. On that note. On that note, make your life interesting, people. Let's all shape make it our life like a raw piece of wood like a, yeah. into a beautiful statue. Exactly. <laughs> Your life is a beautiful statue. Yeah. Well, not yet, but... No, no, but it will be. It will be. Yeah. Good. Great. Oh, well, that was good. It was nice. Yeah, we won't even have to edit this. No. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we can just put it that's out That's a there. new. That's a, oh, that's a first. Lord. And we're smiling. And, and smiling, not like happy, unclenched. Take some heroin yeah. afterwards to no. come down. We did really well. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Good. Right. Well, thanks be for that. well. Thanks yeah. for that. Be well, everyone. Ciao.